Welcome to Game Pass News, recorded January 20th, 2022. We got a lot of stuff to be talking about. We're going to be talking about acquisitions, predictions, and if I had another shin word, that would have been really cool, but I don't. So, uh, But I'm here, Nick Metzger, with my co-host, Sean Abbott. And Sean, my major question to you is, if you had $69 billion, what would you buy? I... <laughs> I'd buy a lot of things. <laughs> There's a lot. Of, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go and spend it all on one big thing like Phil Spencer has. But um, <laughs> I'd maybe buy. I don't know. I'd. I'd you, you could easily like you. You could buy a hundred million pound houses and still have billions left in the bank. It's like, what do you do with that much money? But no, um, I'd buy a better podcasting studio than the bloody kitchen you can buy an entire house for a podcasting studio (laughs) yeah but yeah i I don't know there's there's so much i'd want to leave so much for the kids but at the same time i wouldn't want it to be easily accessible for them because you know that amount of money changes people and they're all great so but now what about you what would you buy what like Listen, Sean, I thought about this long and hard yesterday when I was like, hmm, I'm going to ask Sean this question. Um, And, I, you know, obviously I knew I would then be answering it. Um, And I would buy, I'd buy an island, okay? Legit. I'd buy an island. I'd pay for somebody to put some kind of power plant on the island so I'd have continual power. I'd pay for Elon Musk to shoot me up my own satellite so that uh, I'd have my internet. (laughs) And then I'd buy a charter jet for you so that you could just you could just fly over to my island and we could podcast together, like, you know, whenever whenever you had time. That's what I'd do. I don't know how much money that would be. I don't know how much I'd have left, but that's what I would do. I mean, also, that's good. you could live on my island if you wanted to. You know, you could, you yeah, could build well, a house on there you if you wanted to. I if you're going to have a power station there, it's like, I can, I, I, I've got quite a lot of knowledge about power stations. <laughs> that's so, true, you know. yeah. That could be my day job. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, man, that's 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 what I would do with that uh, crazy amount of cash. But if you're wondering why are we talking about having seventy billion dollars, which none of us do, you know, I'm lucky. When I put on my winter coat for the first time, if I find a dollar, I get super excited. So I definitely don't have seventy billion dollars. Um, but I can tell you who does: Microsoft and Phil Spencer. And uh, they well, they, they don't anymore. <laughs> they don't anymore. It was burning a hole in their pocket, and they were like, you know what? Let's buy something. Activision looks good. Let's buy them. Um, and that's what they did, which I'm sure most of you already know about. But let's chat about it. Uh, the implications for Xbox for buying Activision. Man, what do you what do you think about this? What is your first <sighs> thoughts? Uh, initial thoughts. As a gamer who uses a subscription service to play games, my initial thought was. That's yeah, just awesome. Well done. You know, am I going to be able to play Call of Duty Vanguard, like included in my in my subscription cost? Am I going to be able to play Crash Bandicoot trilogies, Spyro trilogies? You know, am I going to get like awesome games like Warhammer from Blizzard? It's like, oh my god, I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then like the more I've, I've sat back and I thought about it, and like I've looked like thought about what uh, John's been saying in the Discord about. You know, I'm going to go across to Sony and buy a PlayStation. It's kind of like, 
I get where he's coming from because it's a big company buying a big company to make a bigger company. They're going to corner the market. These big games, these big AAA games that people like wait for all year, like Call of Duty and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Our Xbox going to hold that and say, well, we own that. We own Treyarch. We own Infinity Reward and we own Activision, which are the three main people that make Call of Duty games. Are we going to hold them hostage and nobody else can play them unless you've got an Xbox and unless you've got Game Pass news? But then part of me also thinks that Xbox have never been really big on sale numbers. They're currently big about we've got this many subscribers to our service, this, that, and the other. Is buying Activision and having like access to those AAA games just a way of them being able to show that, yes, as well as having so many subscribers, we can still market and sell a game and get sale numbers. So, yeah, I can see both sides of the coin, but I'm still very excited. Um, yeah, for me, uh, I'm I'm really excited, <clears throat> and we can kind of jump in, jump into this. The other thing is, you know, what is the not for Xbox? What's the implications for for the gaming industry? So we can kind of merge these two. Um, first, uh, for Xbox, their their Game Pass number subscriber numbers will severely uh, skyrocket. I mean, there's just no doubt. Will they hold this hostage? Well, that's a play on words. That's a play on words that Phil, I think, has been having for a while. Like, so if you go back to an interview they did, oh, I don't know, he did about six months ago. He says, he says, listen, we want everybody to be able to play our games on whatever platform they want. And that makes people love Xbox, right? They're like, oh, they're inclusive. They don't care. They think it's great. But the problem is, like, us old gamers, when we think of, like, or at least me, okay, sorry, I didn't mean to call you old, Um, at least me old gamer, when I think of that initially, I think of, okay, so what's going to happen here is, when I go to my, I don't have a PlayStation, but let's say I did, and I go to my PlayStation, I'm still going to be able to find Call of Duty in 2024. It's going to be fine, it's going to be there, I'm going to go on the Play Store, I'm going to get it, I'm going to download, I'm going to play it. That is not, I think, what Microsoft means by, you can play games wherever we want you to be able to play your games wherever we want what i think they mean by that is you can play uh you can play your call of duty wherever you want on a toaster on a fridge on a playstation on a switch as long as the platform is willing to put our game pass subscription or our xcloud subscription on their platform so is it going to be so is Activision Games going to be held to an Xbox hostage on an Xbox? No, it's not. It's going to be held hostage on a Game Pass subscription. That's what I think. Yeah, but happen. I can I can never see Sony allowing people to access a Game Pass subscription. No. Ever on but their device. It's- totally agree with you. But that's going to be the toy the toy back and forth lingo that Microsoft uses. People are going to get pissed and Phil's going to say, "Listen, we will put your games on an X on an, on a Sony. We are happy to do that. Just go talk to your platform and ask them to put Game Pass on the platform, and you can play all these games and more right there on your Sony device. Yeah. My, my other thought is that with the news that Sony are going to start a subscription-style service, is this Xbox turning around and going, look, we did this first. We've got bigger balls than you. We've spent the money come at us with your new subscription service, which is teeny weeny tiny and new, and we'll just smush it into the ground because we're bigger, better, and we've got this selection of game developers behind us already, and we've just acquired this selection. So 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's, flu- uh, it's Phil flexing. Oh, no, you're totally right. It is. So you got you got Xbox, who has the, pre. I would say, pretty easily, the premier subscription service right now um, when it comes to gaming. And what they want to make sure of in this in this acquisition, they want to make sure that they have the uncatchable premier subscription service. Like they want to make sure that when Sony comes up with theirs, there is just it, it would it is no way that they're going to be able to catch where game where Xbox has gotten Game Pass to this point. That that's I agree with you, and that's why they did it. They were afraid that if Sony comes out, but now Sony has to decide. Do they want to come out because they have a subscription service, right? But it's kind of flat. It's not very good. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, at least I mean, I've I've never used it. But from what I hear on Twitter, it it doesn't compare to what Game Pass is. So now Sony has to decide: Do they want to come out, rocket, and spend shit tons of money to try to catch up with with Xbox in this subscription deal, or not? Because that's really like that's the option. Like though, there's only two. You either come out with something that's somewhat flat. And that doesn't even compare to, to uh, Game Pass, or or yeah, to Game Pass, or you spend a lot of cash, and and you take losses like like Xbox did, and uh, to make something that's that is a premier subscription service like what Game Pass is. Yeah, I mean, and then as well as the information, well, it came out with the information of the you know the deal they're going to do with Activision. Which is going to be, which we keep talking about it, but it's not going to be for another year. This is that's not going to happen for another twelve months. It's you know it's going to be early twenty twenty three before we actually start seeing anything from this. Yeah, um, they announced that you know they they've hit the twenty five million subscriber goal. Mm-hmm. Twenty five million people paying a minimum to have the service seven ninety nine a month. You know it's eight hundred. You know you've. You've got nearly 800 million. Is it, did it work out? No, sorry, 200 million a, a month. So you do that by 12, you've got your you know, 1.2 billion nearly a year. Yeah. Um, I did some quick, like just real quick searching uh, back of the napkin figures of Activision's uh, online users. Uh, they have somewhere, this is not. Uh, an official number by any sense of the means. I just searched World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, that kind of stuff. They have somewhere around 150 million online users. Now let's assume half of those are willing to are willing to stick with Xbox and follow over to Game Pass subscriptions to play those games. Wherever that be, whether it be on a PC, you know, because I mean, like I said, this is not held to an Xbox. Which I think is another conversation we can have uh, here in a little bit, but uh, they're willing to follow over. That means that that Game Pass, when this is all done, will have a hundred million subscribers, and I think that's very yeah. doable with this acquisition. Which is a lot, it's a lot of subscribers, a lot of money coming in on your subscription service every month to 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 have that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it really be inter- It's going to be interesting to see what business Justin has to say about this, because I'm assuming that he will at some point be discussing this. So. Oh, yeah, I would hope so. Um, but yeah, for sure. But which, you know, the other thing I keep hearing on Twitter is, oh, there's no way Xbox is making up their money on this. This is just a loss, blah, blah, blah. It's not. 
I mean, if they add seven, if they add seventy-five million users to their database, they will be quickly um, able to make up their money in eight years. Which, as a business investment, is no big deal. Like eight year, eight years to start profiting on a on an investment. It's a gamble, but it's surely possible to be making money um, in, in no time on this. So, uh, yeah. So yeah. it's like, see, so it's a, definitely a five-year investment. Yeah. Just yeah. on subscriptions, nothing else. Just purely subscription basis. It's a five-year investment. Yeah, with those numbers, that's an easy. Those seem like pretty conservative numbers. Uh, like how how many you think you're going to gain? And I think it's. Even if they're lower than that and they look at a 10-year, that still for a board is an easy yes. Sure, why not? Let's do it. Uh, we're going we're gonna to put the crunch on our, on our uh, competitors and we are going to also be making money at some point off of this gig um, within 10 years, which for a, for a business like Microsoft is no big shake. They're, 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 I mean, their strategic plans are out that far for sure. So I think that's great. Um, the other part of this, which I think is interesting, that Microsoft was willing—this was probably the biggest conversation in the boardroom—would be my would be my guess is that they took on Activision's junk, their their sexual harassment, their lawsuits, their bad culture. They took on Bobby Kotick at the moment. Um, so far, there there are rumors he'll step down when this whole thing is done, but those are rumors. That is not true. That's a a that's a, a Wall Street Journal had said something about that. Um, Microsoft nor Activision has said anything about getting rid of him when, when, and if this acquisition all goes through. So, what what do you think, like about about that portion of it? Um, I don't know. With 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 with, with Phil turning around and saying that he is now the CEO of Microsoft Game, so he's appointed himself a new title. And there was a couple of other things that I kind of read through that, um, you know. The certain aspects of the developers are going to be standalone and they're going to continue to be standalone. And then there's other aspects of it that, you know, they're going to report directly to me. Um, given Xbox's history with online bullying, um, you know, basically last week we were saying that, you know, he's he openly wants to kind of level the playing field that everybody follows the same suit as them, that, you know, we don't, if somebody reports somebody for bullying, harassment of any form, that we kind of, you know, it's a ban, boom, you can't play. Or not maybe a permanent ban, but, you know, you get soft bans where it's for 24 hours and then you get seven days. And it's like kind of like Facebook's way of doing things because mm-hmm. they have that kind of policy. Um, I can see if, you know, Bobby doesn't want to get involved and doesn't want to play kind of ball with all that and like, you know, let the players be the players. I can see him going. He'd be like, look, we buy you, we own, we, it's not because like they bought a share of Activision. It's not like they bought the majority share. They have bought it outright. Right. Right. So, you know, I mean, even at the bottom of the article on the Xbox wire um, news page, you go down and they've even got a new structure, the whole new like tree structure of everybody. And like looking at it now, you've got Phil Spencer as CEO of Microsoft Gaming. And then, you know, you go down and you've got like the, the chief vice president, I'm assuming that's what CVP is. And then you've got the VP 
of all different aspects of gaming. So human resources, product services, obviously for the swag that they make. You know, we've got people that are focused purely on the gaming cloud of things. And then that's can't see the further branch underneath them, but I can only imagine that it's going to branch further and further out. And then you'll have like people who directly link uh, as a contract owner, so to speak, with Activision and Blizzard and King and Treyarch and Infinity Ward, all the different. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I would agree. Um, well, one, I think I it, just a shout out to Hambone. How you doing, man? Thanks for uh, thanks for hopping in. Appreciate you. Um, I think it's a very interesting article uh, that got that got put out uh, last week um, about him talking about how they're dealing with uh, how they're dealing with other partners, by the way, partners. I bet I don't know if that was planned that Phil comes out. He by the way, let me let me back up. He had an article and they were asked about how they're dealing with Activision before this, the news of the acquisition. It was a couple weeks ago or last week, at least. And so he, you know, he was saying, well, they know we're going to deal with them differently. They know that we don't have this. We don't want to, we don't want to, what they say, moral shame or something like that. Uh, other companies, but we certainly want to make sure this doesn't happen. I mean, one, if that wasn't planned that Phil got to talk, that Phil got to field that question and kind of handle that, um, handle that before the acquisition, if it wasn't planned, Phil had to be thinking, well, this is just hilarious. But I bet knowing Phil, that was planned. He was like, listen, you asked me about Activision. Please do. I would love to. So that that way he got out in front of that before before the acquisition news even came out. Um, I think it's a yeah. good thing for gaming that that Microsoft uh, gets to handle this. I think gets to handle Activision stuff. I hope they do right by it because it'll be the gaming industry is not a forgiving industry when it comes to mis uh mishandling these kinds of cases as activision can obviously see if microsoft handles these issues rightly and gets gets rid of the bad actors and brings justice to the victims then uh i think i think it'll be it'll be a good thing for them and for gaming in general so we'll see if that we'll see if that happens i mean in terms of getting rid of the buff especially for the sexual harassment one yeah that's the the guy that voices ghost isn't it in Call of Duty, that's the big one. That was the big. Is it? See, I don't. I don't know all the people that were the yeah. issues. To be fair, so I, yeah, I can't. I, it was. It was comments that he was making online. It was comments that he was making on Twitch in live tr- streams and things like that, and names that he was calling people. And I believe they they cut him. They got rid of him as the voice actor. Yeah. So you know they they did take a positive step in that in that. Mm-hmm. But I think it took a lot for that to happen. So. Yeah. Well, you know, and I mean, everybody wants to see the CEO, Bobby Kotick, gone. Um, so we'll see, you know, we'll see what, what steps they take that way or what steps they don't. Um, it'll certainly it'll certainly be very interesting. Um, the other conversation, and you, you, you touched on it, that I wanted to have about this, was that Phil Spencer is now the CEO of Microsoft Gaming. Guessing that came down from from uh, Nadella or the cha- or the board that they'll change that, and that's that was quiet. It wasn't it wasn't a big deal. Nobody made a big deal of it. It actually I don't know if anybody would have known except for the fact that it we got it we got a letter that was sent to staff. Um, 
But I think that's a bigger deal. That that's a sh- a foreshadow of bigger things to come. And I don't know if we will be talking about Xbox the same way in a year or so. I really think that they 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 want on the public facing side of things to move away from Xbox because Xbox is only now a very small portion of what they do. In fact, yeah, I don't even know if it's going to be a portion of what they do for, you know, 10 years down the road. I don't even know if there will be a box that yeah, we would yeah, call an yeah. Xbox. Yeah, the Xbox, the Xbox is the hardware. So that's your console that sits in your living room, your bedroom, wherever you decide you want to stick it. Um, but yeah, that the Xbox is the hardware. It isn't what the company is known for. It isn't the name of the company. So yeah, are we is are we going to turn around? Are we going to be calling it Xbox? Or are we going to call it Microsoft Gaming? Or some Hopefully, other we don't call it Microsoft games? Gaming. That's my that's yeah. my big hope. Hopefully, they come up with something that's jazzy. You know, that's not Microsoft Gaming because that really reeks of like the '90s Microsoft of like my not, Windows '95 Office Microsoft Edition. Like it's just it's it's horrible. I don't want that to be what they call it, but I do think they need to come up with an umbrella name that covers what they are. But Microsoft Gaming just sounds corporate and no fun. Just to be. You see, now, but the thing is that you, you also you've got a brand that's well known. So Xbox is well known. It's a, it's known throughout homes and you know businesses and stuff like that. You know, people when you talk about oh what console have you got or what console are you interested in getting, you say Xbox, but you automatically know that oh, yeah, you did mm-hmm. with Microsoft. So they spent a long time building this brand. Do they want to get rid of that? That's that, also my other thought on it. That is a great point. That also is a great point. Like, do you, what do you do with that particular thing? I don't know. Um, but also, you know, it is a great brand. But when when you've morphed your product so much that the brand you've built up no longer really points to the brand, to the products you're building, like, like, when is that, that you have to make that painful transition to a new name that more, that more, because when new people come in and they're like, yeah, I'm playing Xbox, but I'm playing on my phone in xCloud and it doesn't have much to do with a box. So I don't really know what this name's all about, but that's great. That doesn't matter. You know, it's like, well, now we've got products that don't point to the brand name anymore. So when do you make that painful transition? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. It's just a difficult one. I, I wouldn't want them to see them get rid of Xbox as a name because it's, it's what, 20 years we've been calling it Xbox? So. Meta. Hambone says meta. Yeah. That's, everything's meta. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's based that, come on, that, that was the, that was Zuckerberg's way of getting out of lawsuits. Change the name. <laughs> that's right. Uh, we could just call it Metax. So it's just like me tax, you know, it's just like yeah. keep the X and just add meta and just put X at the end. X meta sounds weird. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's good. Um, so, yeah, so there's a there. Man, I mean, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see uh, what happens through all this. Uh, obviously, stuff will roll out this year. There's a whole nother segment that I tried to read up on. Um, but, you know, people go to college for like 100 years, which is uh, the fact that um which is the fact of how easy is this going to pass 
through uh, our American law system, like with antitrust monopolies and all that jazz. Like, what is, is this going to be an issue or not? And I don't, I'm not a lawyer. I have no idea. From what I read online, people think that it'll pass pretty easily because they're not in direct competition with each other. Um, yeah. But, but, well, that's, yeah, that's the thing is that if it, if it, if Microsoft had bought a share of Activision, that probably starts to create a more difficult working relationship because they're not, they're not the sole proprietors of that company. But because they basically bought it and gone, like Bethesda, you are mine now. You will do what we say to do when you need to do it, but you, you operate quite nicely as a company on your own. So you know, mm-hmm. the, the face of things change on the outside, but internally it continues to work the same. So yeah. though Activision will probably still have its own fire and hiring policy. They don't have to worry about introducing Microsoft fire and hiring policies. There's, you know, there's probably a lot there that you can say in the cart system, you can skip through and go, well, you've already got that in place. You've already got that in place. You've already, we don't need to change that. There might be a few T's and I's to, to sort out, but, I can I can say well, that's probably why they've given it twelve months to uh, to kind of have that done and dusted. Yeah, and that does make sense. Um, I I also wonder, and again, I don't know the qualifications for antitrust. I'm not trying to be. I'm not an expert at this at all. But I, you know, I mean, I also wonder if Xbox be if Microsoft allowing Xbox to be on the PlayStation if they if they wanted it to be comes into play. Because I know, you know, a lot of times you're talking about a monopoly. People are going to say, well, the only place that that you can play this game is on an Xbox. And that's not fair because that's a monopoly. And if Xbox can say, no, 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 we'll let them play this game wherever they want to play it. We're not withholding it to our hardware. I wonder if that's going to help them in there or not. I don't know if it does, but I, I have a feeling it yeah. I I still can't see them holding it. it the, the, the games that they have with that acquisition... For me, you can you there's it wouldn't make sense for them to do it. It'd be a very silly thing to do because it it would cause too much of a bad taste with with Xbox. I believe. Wait, wait. So you don't think they're gonna hold? You don't think they're gonna hold Call of Duties behind Game Pass? No, I think if you've got Game Pass. You know, um, you know, feel free to download it and mm-hmm. as part of your subscription. But then I also think that if you don't have Game Pass and you're not playing it on an Xbox, you'll still be able to go to the store, buy it, and play it. It's just the benefit that some people are going to have is you, you don't have to pay for it because you pay a monthly subscription service. Oh, man, this will be fun to see because I don't think this is, this is Microsoft's strategy at all. This will be really fun to see who's right. Um, I really think that they want to force you to Game Pass, and as I said, as I've said, they're willing to put it wherever. But, um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, Game Pass is their baby. Why do? You, why would they? Why would they let people subscribe? Why would they let people get it other places other than? So they're just going to put it on the PlayStation Store, and I guess. Um, Oh, no, 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 no. I I, you, you can either go and buy this game physically. Uh-huh. I don't think that I don't physically or digitally, yes, at the same price, because mm-hmm. they'll be able to take the price of that. Mm-hmm. But 
and but then the, the swinger of that is or you can subscribe to our service of 7.99 a month if you're a pc player and we'll openly put this game to cloud to console and pc like and pc probably wouldn't run very well on cloud once you've got stupidly good internet um and you can have it there because there's also a lot of people that play Call of Duty that are PC players. Most streamers that I watch stream PC, like Stone Mountain and stuff like that, mm-hmm. who are playing Call of Duty are PC players, not console players, they're PC players. Yeah. So, you know, okay, you could you... get this. No, go ahead, sir. So you, you could get this game as part of our subscription service. So you're directing people to your subscription service. You're not forcing them. It's like Netflix and it's like a Netflix, Amazon, Disney Plus battle. You you pick and choose which kind of things that you want. You've got the, the open like ability that, oh, I want to watch this on Amazon, but I can't do that unless I pay for Amazon. And you kind of sit there and go, well, six to 12 months time, it might come out on Netflix or they'll switch everything around and I might be able to watch it somewhere else or it'll just be on TV. A lot of people, I think, will still apply that kind of theory to a game because I'm not bothered about buying Call of Duty Vanguard because I used to play Warzone and you don't have to have Vanguard to play Warzone. Mm-hmm. It helps because you just unlock different skins, but I'm not bothered about skins. I just want to shoot people. Um, <laughs> so, Sean's the a really nice way, guy. Don't reason, take that personally, people. Yeah. So, the only reason. <laughs> The only reason to, to buy the new Call of Duty is to play the multiplayer maps that come with that game. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know. How, I, just, I can't see them forcing people. I can see them guiding people to it, but I can't see them forcing. Forcing would be a really stupid thing to do because it'll turn so many people off. See, I, I uh, think they'll do it. I think what they're going to do... Now, if you're on a PC, because you'll be able to buy this off of the... I don't think it's only going to be on Game Pass. It'll be on the Microsoft Store, so you'll so if you're on a PC, you'll be able to buy it off the Microsoft Store, play it on your PC like normal, or play it on you. You can buy it off of off of the Microsoft Store for an Xbox, um, or you can do Game Pass. And I think those are going to be the options. And they're going to tell people or XCloud for that matter. I think it'll run on XCloud. I mean, Halo Infinite runs on XCloud. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I think I think it would. I mean, I don't know, but I think it would. Um, and then they're going to say, "Listen, if you want to play it on a Sony, we're happy to do it, but we're not going to do it unless Game Pass is, unless it's going to be on, unless you are going to your platform is going to allow Game Pass or XCloud to be on there." That's that's where I think they're going to draw the line. And there's a there's a Phil Spencer interview which basically which he alludes to this, where he says, "You know, listen, we want to be inclusive to all platforms, but to do that, we are done piecemealing." games to different places we want them to have the full xbox experience which we think is game pass and that was a that was a phil spencer quote i'll have to see if i can drag it out um and i think and i think there's precedent with bethesda um you know they really talked about this game about bethesda games being more inclusive to different platforms and they're not like they're not going other places they're sticking right with uh the the xbox ecosystem yeah. Apart from you can still play Doom, you can buy and play Doom Eternal on a PlayStation. Yeah. And the new Skyrim game, you can buy and play on a PlayStation. 
Well, but those those aren't new. Those are games that were previous. Starfield is exclusive to, I believe, I'm almost 100% certain, it's going to be exclusive to the Xbox system. Now, I feel like I should look that up so that I know I'm not wrong. Come at me, bro. <laughs> yeah. So it's things like that. It's, it's watching what they're going to do with the new Bethesda games this year to see how they'll handle Activision going forwards. That's the way I look at it because... I just I cannot see them, especially with such a big game like Call of Duty. I cannot see them basically forcing people towards that subscription yeah, service. Yeah, yeah. yeah Starfield just, is exclusive to Xbox Series X, S, and PC. So. Well, I'm, I'm okay. Give me tw- give it twelve months, and I could be in my words and be <laughs> saying. Sorry, Nick, but yeah, you're correct. Well, we'll see. I mean, no, it's an interesting, it's an interesting strategy. They need X, they need Game Pass to be profitable, and we're fairly certain Game Pass is not yet profitable. And getting a hundred million subscribers on Game Pass, I bet makes it profitable. And if it doesn't, holy crap, I don't know what does. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I I seriously think having your twenty five million people subscribe to your service is profitable. Um, we need to find out when Microsoft's quarters are. Because at the next quarterly, if they mention a lick of profitability, then that means they're there. They have yet to ever do that. They only talk about revenue. And if you're in an investor's call, you're going to mention profitability if you got profitability. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, otherwise, otherwise, that's why you're just talking about revenue. Um, so if they mention, if they even hint at like, you know, we're close to profitability or or Microsoft Game Pass is profitable, or anything like that. It means that they see their future. They see, and the moment Game Pass is profitable, it's it's in the bag for them. I mean, they they've got what they want. They they've got what they've spent years losing money trying to get, and that'll be huge. That's a huge win because this whole Game Pass thing had to be a huge gamble when they set up to do it. So, man. What a what a great time to have a podcast called Game Pass News, John. <laughs> yeah, I know. When you've got the likes of Phil Spencer just chucking billions of dollars around. <laughs> uh, so much fun. Um, all right, guys, we have spent, how much time have we spent? 35 minutes talking about this acquisition. But, you know, uh, I probably could talk about it more. But uh, let's, let's move on. Um, we have predictions. We feel, you know, we got to keep this thing going. The Nintendo dads do them. Every year, we thought we would do some predictions. Um, man, you got a lot of good ones up here, and I, I, you, I feel like you're gonna blow me out of the water. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> so, um, why don't why don't you go first? And uh, so, yeah, if I'm gonna go first, I'm gonna I'm gonna go from the middle of the pile uh, or middle of the list, the ones that I've got, and I, okay. I literally I put Xbox to absorb Sega. Now, just hang on, hang on. This was before I wrote this. I made this prediction. I wrote this down before the Activision acquisition. And that's because I've got a feeling because they've worked so closely with Sega for this new Sonic game. I kind of had this feeling that before the new Sonic game comes out, they're going to turn around and say, we have bought a vast amount of Sega's stock. And we are now like a, the majority shareholder. That's the kind of thing I thought they were going to do. Now they've bought Activision and kind of like sat there thinking, we could probably just fucking 
buy Sega. <laughs> you know, what, what has Sega made in the last 10 years and to actually be worth much other than remakes of old games for Nintendo and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, oh, I don't know about that one. But I thought I'd stick that one out there first because it's, you know, it's hot. It's hot news at the moment that, you know, Phil's going around buying everything. That would be, um, well, one, that would that would literally light the gaming, like, gamers on fire. Like, I mean, Activision pissed off a lot of people that, that was now owning, that they now owned it. But if they, man, if they bought, wow. If they bought Sega, I just feel like people would just lose their freaking minds. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I don't even want to know what would happen. I'm trying to look up Sega's valuation at the moment to see how much money it would take to buy them. Um, I don't know. I reckon but you I'm, I'm having with trouble your, just like finding with your seventy it. billion. <laughs> what's what's another seventy billion? <laughs> Open yeah. up the silver coffers, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how that works if Phil's just like, listen, uh, yeah, we're gonna buy a bunch of crap, so. Yeah, just get ready. Just get ready, Nadella. That's the plan. Um, no, I can't find it. It's going to take too long. So uh, in the fiscal year of 2021, Sega's, um, Sega Sammy's total assets amounted to 421.5 billion Japanese yen, which... Um, I can't do that, man. I don't know what that is. I'd have, I'd have to look yeah. it up. Um <clears throat> I'd have to use a thing, a converter. If only they had those on the internet, Sean. I don't know if they do. That's currently what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, you do that. I'll, I'll go on. I think, um, and I'm surprised you don't have this one. Uh, I'm going three, low hanging. Sorry. No, go ahead. Um, $3.7 million. $3.7 million? Is there yeah. total valuation? 2021, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that works out, though. It's got to be more than that because they're, I don't know. To buy it, that doesn't make sense. Sega's worth more than that. Um, I mean, I know they haven't done anything for a while. I get it, but... Uh, yeah, there's... I don't know. They they were more profitable than that. It says that they... I have... Oh, no, this is just Sega Toys. They might be broken up into a million different individual companies, too. So it might be really hard to like find that valuation without having to go through... Without having to go through a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so anyways, let's move on. Um, but sure, I mean, if Microsoft wanted to buy them, they, they probably didn't even take out a loan for this $69 billion. So, uh, you know, they just have to take a loan out maybe for Sega. Eh, big deal. Uh, um, <laughs> I think there's going to be... I think there's going to be Doom DLC. Coming out yeah. this year. That's what I think. Uh, that's yeah, not so near... What did they do last time? Doom, Doom. They did the thingy of the gods, didn't they? Yeah. Doom Eternal. So yeah, I could see something different. Yeah. I could. I mean, it blew up hell, and then tried to overtake heaven. I didn't finish the DLC, so I can't really remember how it ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Mine's not Doom near DLC. as crazy as taking over Sega. So uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like I feel like you should get two point. I will say this too. I will put this in our notes, Sean. If this happens, Sean gets two points. <laughs> so uh, uh, because that's yeah. that's that's pretty crazy. So there you go. 
So my other one, and it's again, it's kind of like my uh, my predictions are kind of like my wish lists a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, so Square Enix will pull the finger out of their asses and make the new Tomb Raider, which needs to be made because, you know, I'm sick of playing the last two Tomb Raiders over and over. Um, I mean, I could see that. I don't think that's too crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for using the analogy of pulling the fingers out of their asses, but I currently feel no. like that's what they've done. <clears throat> hey, you know, that's uh that's so we have the, one of the same. Let's chat about this. Um cuz this is like my big my big one. Now they've talked about doing this. I think it's almost not fair to say Xbox will make like uh its own XCloud. Well, let me just say I think they'll come out with a controller cuz that's the one thing they haven't talked about. A Wi-Fi enabled controller. Uh, for xCloud was that you have you have something on here about hardware for um for xCloud what were yeah, you yeah. what were you thinking um so i didn't know if they were going to try and release um like a smaller version of the series s without the hard drive that was just cloud only oh. tiny little thing oh so like a like a roku well yeah they've already talked about doing a roku like doing a stick so, but you're just saying you think it's going to be out this year? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I, I if it's not out this year, wow, Microsoft really, really screwed the pooch on that one. I mean, just to be honest, it needs to be out this year because um, Stadia keeps gaining momentum. And uh, if they don't get it out, then they're just going to, they're not going to get behind because xCloud's real, like, real solid. But without without the hardware like you're talking about, it's just not the same. Um, <clears throat> so, so I mean, me again. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, so this is again another wish list, but it's kind of like I think it's the a wish list for the entire of the gaming community. Uh, Rockstar to drop the um, a little bit of Grand Theft Auto news at p- the potentially free that could run um, to be released at the holidays. Okay, drop a new GTA for the holidays, or news about a new GTA. News, news about a new GTA for the holidays. So, like, if E three doesn't happen, mm-hmm. then we'll probably get some kind of Super Bowl style trailer from Rockstar for GTA, which kind of so they can showcase it. Or they'll try and attach it to something, mm-hmm. and then. The the release for that will be in the holidays. It's kind of like a two part one. So. Okay, all right, I get it. So so they're gonna drop news in the middle of the, so Rockstar to drop news in the middle of the year. Yeah, using the first quarter and then like yeah, GTA to come okay. out about a new GTA for the holidays yeah. of twenty twenty two. Well, I mean, why would they do that? They're still, I mean, they're still making poop tons of money off of GTA 5. You people need to stop playing GTA 5, then we'll get a new one. It's like Mario Kart, you know? <laughs> Y'all need to stop buying Mario Kart so we get a new one. <laughs> okay, so the next one. Um, I think Fable will be announced at an at a, at a event. I know this is like yours, but I'm sorry. Um... Fable will be announced at an E3 style event because we don't know if E3 is being held. E- announced yeah. at an E3 style event 
for not holiday, no, for twenty twenty three. That's what I Ooh. think. Okay. Apologies for the noises you can hear. The um the bench in our kitchen's kind of like not happy about me being sat in the middle of it for so long. <laughs> <laughs> if Sean just like goes down off we'll know what happens now. <laughs> oh. Uh okay. So you do your fable one. So yeah, you know, I think it's most likely going to be delayed. I think we're gonna we'll get. I think we're gonna have news that it was because I thought it was going to come out this year. I was like, they haven't told us anything. I'm waiting for like a big announcement drop all at the same time. So yeah, I think it's most likely going to be delayed. I think it'll be like holidays 2023 before we see it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can't be delayed because we literally don't know when it's going to be out. No, we don't. No, I just I, I was kind of like I was. We, we'll get news and then it will get delayed. But. I was shocked you chose holiday twenty twenty three. I really thought you were going to say because I think this is. I will admit this is kind of a wish list for me. I, if I'm going to be real honest, I think it might be twenty twenty four. Like that hurts me inside to say it, but we have not even seen gameplay of this yet. Like. No. <laughs> okay, so but then Fable... we didn't un- until like until what, what? Like when did Dread come out? And then how long did it take for them to have oh, no. like, gameplay footage of Dread? It kind of like it happened all in six months. It was like boom, 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 boom. Yeah, <laughs> there it that, is. That's that's a Nintendo thing. That's not how. That's not how um, uh, Microsoft usually works. Now here's how we might be right. Microsoft just—they've just spent seventy billion dollars on buying Activision that nobody saw happening. So Xbox and Microsoft right now could do anything. Fair point. Fair point. Here's how we could be right, Sean. They because this is what they could pull the uh, Halo Infinite thing where they come out and they're like, "Yeah, holiday 2023," and they're like, "We ain't gonna make that date." (laughs) And we're gonna be like, "We got it. We're right." But then holiday 2023 rolls around and they're gonna be like, "Nah, nah." We're going to push this to 2024. We always knew that. We just thought we'd say it was going to be for the holiday 2023. That, that tends to be a uh, a Microsoft hallmark, to be honest. Um, I think uh, I think Starfield will hit its 11-11-22 date. It will not be yeah. delayed. It will not be pushed. It will come out buggy as hell, but it will come out for 11, 11, 22. You think it's going to be the Xbox version of No Man's Sky? I hope not. I hope not, man, but I'm so worried <laughs> it is going to be. I can't even tell you. <laughs> because I have a feeling like they came out and just like put their flag in 11, 11, 22. And I was, and I think that they're going to, hopefully they don't. Like, hopefully they learn from No Man's Sky and from cyberpunk and all of that, that they're like, listen, let's just bite the bullet and and push it if they need to. But I think it will. I think they'll hit 11, 11, 22. I'm not saying that it's going to be a good game, but I think they're going to hit that date. Yeah. Um, and then my, I'm going to, I've got rid of one. I'm going to get rid of the other because I kind of already spoken about it. I don't think it's going to happen at all. So I'm not even going to mention it. Um, so my last one is that, with Activision now being under the Microsoft gaming umbrella, I think we're going to see the Crash Bandicoot trilogies mm-hmm. and the Spyro trilogies. 
right? Okay. So we're going to see not remasters and remakes, but we're going to see like the old games come to Game Pass News along with the new ones as well. We're going to like see a big drop of you can play these games like as of this day. Okay, uh, in in this year. Um. <laughs> Yeah, as a show of goodwill, like I think yeah. as it's basically comes closer and closer to the Activision deal being closed, I think that's when we're going to start seeing more Activision games on on Game Pass. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I I don't think that is too far fetched, and I think you're right. Once once these once this acquisition enters the court system and they feel comfy cozy that they're going to make it, it looks like it's going the right way. Then yeah, I I could totally see stuff starting. Phil start being like, come on, just let's get this over here. You know, we're we're a signature away and eight months of of court <laughs> waiting. That's all we got left. Um, so yeah, I could I could see that. Um I've got to put a four in front. You have so many more than me. Or not so many, but you got two more than me. I um I don't really have any others. And I was trying to think of one. Um no, I'm just gonna stick with four. So, man, if I if I get two of these wrong, I'm pretty much host. But that's okay, you know. We'll t- we'll take it. Uh, I know for a fact that um, there isn't going to be a new Tomb Raider, and with GTA, it's just not going to happen for a while yet because people are still <laughs> playing the original. So, I know, not the original, but five. So you know that's that's already boo boo two of mine. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're our own worst enemy when it comes to games. We just play the old stuff and then and then complain about why we don't have new stuff. <laughs> um, all right, guys, that is our top stories. News bulletins for uh, this week. Only one, but it's a big one. Uh, Jeff Grubb of Venture Beat says E3 is a mess and probably canceled. How is this possible? I know this is supposed to be a news bulletin, but I want to chat about it for a second. How can they screw up a did? I don't understand. Like what? Like I don't know. I, don't know. I love to well, understand. Was E three last year not digital? Mm-hmm. So it's basically they just go look. This is what we did last year. This is how well it worked. Let's do the same thing. <laughs> just do it. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know the. I don't know how much clout Jeff Grubb has in the journalist world for gaming. So I, I he's pretty there's good. a part of this. Yeah. He's pretty good. So then there's part of me is like, do I take this with a pinch of salt and this guy's just having a slow news day and he kind of wanted people to go through his article and read it? No, or I don't think so. That's like, not Jeff. That's not that's not from what I've seen him put out. And we he's been on the Nintendo Dads a few times. He's I mean, he's usually pretty close to spot on. So I I I would I mean, I'm not gonna say it's 100 percent true, but there's there's definitely some smoke where he's where he's climbing fire. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then also on the on the flip side of it, like Xbox did their own showcase mm-hmm. event. What's stopping them from doing? We'll showcase ours. You showcase yours, Sony. You showcase yours, Nintendo. Hey, Oculus, you've joined the party over the Christmas holidays. Why don't you come and do something as well? <laughs> that would be cool. Um, that's why I think it's a mess. I don't, I mean, maybe logistically it's a mess too, but where I think the mess really comes in at is they're going to the big three, they're going to these platforms, they're going to the AAA developers, and they're saying, hey, uh, E3 is going to be digital, so you come on over and we'll do something. And they're like, no, we're good. You know, we got, 
we got a following on our platform. We don't really need to put it on your platform. So you do your thing. We'll do ours. And they're like, well, we don't have a thing unless you come over here. So please, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your friend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly that. So I, uh, I think that's where the mess comes in. And that's why it's probably yeah. canceled. I mean, you have Nintendo, Xbox, um, Sony... Now, really, you know, you normally would have, like, a Bethesda. Is Activision going to be there? Probably not. Um, I mean, I guess. No, probably. Because they're not there yet. Um, and it's like, if two of those... if two, You got EA and Ubisoft. Those are the ones I missed. Um, and Sega, maybe. Um, if two or three of those fall out, then you're left with a very lackluster, not much there deal. But I will say, look at all of the world premieres that Jeff Keighley got for the Game Awards. I mean, yeah. Man, if you can't if you can't muster up something that is that that is that either meets that or hopefully beats that, then yeah, I guess why not cancel? I don't know. That's a bummer though. It's just kind of like always been a cool little thing where you could you could hang out and watch and it, yeah. it kind of I, coalesces I guess, I, games. I guess once covid stops doing the rounds and because I can't believe we still talk about that you know it's three yeah. years of talking about a viral need like a respiratory disease that's killing people um once that stops being a big issue um and you can go back to the convention that is e3 because that's what it was but it was people going to these mm-hmm. conventions to to see the games to to play the games to you know do that kind of stuff that's probably when e3 will come back into its own again and but until then, this digital media side of things is just, you know, <laughs> he says as he's creating a podcast, which is all digital media. Um, but yeah, anyway, the digital media for the big like developers and like say, the AAA developers and stuff like that and big stuff like this, it just, you don't get the same feels for it. So people aren't as invested mm-hmm. in doing it. So, yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. And I really think you're, the problem is exactly that. It's like, well, you, you just said like, well, except us creating a digital... We've created our own little digital, you know, podcast media here and so have all these other platforms and they don't, you know, it, they don't want to put their stuff on another, on some random third party platform. They want to be able to control it all and put it out the way they want to on their platform. And why not? Why wouldn't you? It's like, well, we've already done the work. Why, why do we want to pay you to do what we could do? Maybe even better. Yeah. So, yeah, makes sense. Uh, those are our news bulletins and our spot <coughs> and our spotlights for the or our top stories for the day. On to Xbox Spotlight, what we've been playing. Uh, I will let you go first, Sean, as it looks like you have one game. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I only have one game. You're and addicted. It costs. <laughs> it's a. Uh, <laughs> it is like a heroin addiction. It literally is like a heroin addiction. This game is. Awful, awful for me. You, if you watch the stream of me playing it yesterday, I spend at least 20 to 30% of the time like this. <laughs> Hands over my face, can't bear to look at the screen, and dead. Um, it's, uh, it's just... Okay, the, the absolute prom, pros to this game, uh, it's really well made. It, the, like I've had one bug with it so far, and... It's because I ran out of bombs. I couldn't I ran out of bombs. I ran out of ropes. I couldn't get out of a spot. And I was like, let's kill myself then. So uh, 
So ended the like ended the adventure, which kills you and kicks you back out of the uh, of um, the caves. But like, I have had no issues with it. I've had no like getting stuck in graphics. I haven't had jittery music. I haven't had the game taking time to catch up. It runs so well. The graphics are great. It's a really nice like two D side scroller graphic game. The colors are great. You know, it's dark where it needs to be dark. Like, there's like there's runs that you get to do through certain caverns where you have to like carry a torch, and that's done really well. The brightness is done really well for that. The music, I haven't had to turn the game music off, which is a big shock because that's the first thing I usually do. Um, and then like just the variety of things that happen. So there's so many different enemies. The entire of the terrain can be destroyed. You can collect and buy certain items to make the game easier or harder for some of them. Um, and it's just relentless. And like I hated Hades for the fact that like you constantly had to run the game in Hades to power up and get better and get further. In this game, you just have to constantly run. Each run is different, but you don't bring anything with you from your previous run. You just start again. And it's a start again and don't die. You get four hearts, so you get four opportunities to be hit, and then it's just game over. And it's just, it's, it is, it's relentless. It's so much fun to play. I can play it in front of the kids because, you know, it's got that cartoon like yeah, style cool. death to it rather than it being a really gory, bloody death. So like they can sit with me and play it and we can laugh and they laugh at me and they laugh at me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, and it, it's just it's a really, it's really, really fun game. Like the story behind it, I, I don't know a great lot of the story behind it because I only know the first bit. I haven't got any further to know the rest of it. <laughs> but you know, Andros did a really good justice of trying to sell this game, got me to play it, and I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say if I can't uh, see me finishing it this year. <laughs> if Spelunky is heroin, then that means Andros is a heroin dealer. So now we know. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I love it. Uh, yeah, Spelunky too. I've played the tutorial, uh, and that's about as far as I got. I'm not gonna lie. So my bad. Uh, but I did beat a game. I bought. I beat two actually. Two games. Um, two games this week. So I keep my streak going, which is exciting. Um, I beat Mistress Remastered. I've talked about this game enough. Uh, my mom and I were playing it together. Great game for nostalgia. Not a great game in the current world of game development. Um, it's about all I need to say. There are better puzzle games out there now, but uh, it, it's a it's a classic if you played it back in the day. Um, I've played Summertime Madness, which is not on Game Pass, but it is. By the way, Mist isn't on Game Pass either. It's on it's on the Switch and maybe the Microsoft Store. I'm not really certain. Anyways, I played Summertime Madness, which comes out on the 25th on the Microsoft Store. Big thanks to Sometimes You for giving us a code so, uh, you know, we could we could review it for you guys. I will have a review out, hopefully, maybe today, maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Um, but we'll have it out before the game for sure, or before the, um, before the game drops for sure. And it will also be out on the Nintendo Dad's um, uh, YouTube as well. So you'll be able to see it in both spots. Um, this game is set in a painting, and this is really hard to explain. It is, you, you're a painter, and you jump in the painting, but your painting is set in the time frame of 1954, war-torn Prague. So, you meet this guy, he's like, hey, do you want to get out of this nasty environment for a day? Um, if you do, I'll let you jump into a painting, but if you don't get out by midnight, then you're stuck in the painting forever. 
So you agree to jump in the painting, and you literally have, like, three... You can choose when you start the game if you want to play it on hard, which is you have three hours to beat the game. If you don't beat it in three hours, then game over, you're stuck in the painting. Six, or you can do explorer mode and have forever. Um, the puzzles are well done. They're, I thought they were fun. They were not... They weren't too obtuse for the most part. There was one where I was like, yeah, I probably would have never got that. Um, I had to actually look it up. I was like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and there was one I thought was pretty obtuse. But other than that, my only complaint for the game is you, you're allowed to run. You can actually like just turn on continuous run so your guy always runs because there's a lot of walking. These puzzles have you like up and down stairs and you're walking through this big town puzzle at one point, and it seems to take forever. Um, and even when you're running, there were times I pushed the X button because I was like, I don't think he's running, but he was, because walking was slower. I think the walking speed needs to be, or the running speed needs to be the walking speed, and then there needs to be a speed above all that that goes a little bit faster. I feel like your character is just a bit too slow at times. Um, but other than that, it's it, it's a really it's a really good game. It's a short short experience uh but it's got a it's it's got a fun story and if you're a, if you like environmental or puzzles then you should give it a shot it's a little trippy at times um i didn't always understand like why there was this weird guy without a head or you know why i was going through these random doors that had words on them i feel like there's they're trying to get like they're trying to get to a meta place no pun intended i don't mean it like the metaverse but they're like trying to they're trying to get a meaning behind the meaning and i didn't always pick it up I'll give you that. But but other than that, it's a fun puzzler. Better than Mist. Let me say that. And that's all I got. Fair enough. Cool. Um, so breaking news for games that are out just this week. Um, we've got, and I'm going to have fun trying to say this, uh, Dangan Roper, uh, yeah. Trigger Happy, Tripper, can't do the easy bit, Trigger Happy Havoc Edition, which comes out... Which came out on the 18th. Um, I'm now trying to find some information out about that game. Uh, we have Nobody so. Saves the World, which is an action RPG by Drinkbox, the guys who made Guacamelee. Really wanted to be able to chat about this this week, but uh, I was not able to. I didn't I didn't get to it. I, I chose to sleep instead of stream last night. Um, so, <laughs> my bad. So, so, very quickly, going back to... Yeah, Bangan Roper. Um, you get to investigate murder, search for calls, and talk to your classmates to prepare for a trial. There, you'll engage a deadly world play, deadly world play, going back and forth with suspects, dissect their statements, and fire their words back at them. I had a quick look at this to to to, to play it, and it looked a little bit too anime for me, and so I kind of swerved away from it a little bit. Uh, you got Paparazzi, uh, who came. If you want to look at the next game, then I'll then we'll just back and forth. How about that? Look at that. Yep. We're like a team. Um, we got Paparazzi that came out today or is coming out today. Today being Thursday, <laughs> I don't literally think. <laughs> but by the time you listen to this on Saturday, I'm sure it'll be on there already. Uh, you get to take pictures of your dogs. Basically, it's like. It's like consider Harv's studio and Animal Crossing, except it's all about dogs. You get to dress them and take pictures of them. And, uh, you know, maybe Sean will give us a Let's Play of that. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> so, uh, so you've got the other game on the list is Windjammers. Uh, that comes out on the 20th or today, if you're uh, 
yeah, with us now. Um, and that is, they, they can't turn around and say, this, the best flying disc game of all time is back with amazing hand-drawn graphics, crazy new moves, gameplay mechanics, and awesome new characters and stages. Windjammers 2 is the sequel you've been dreaming of. I never played Windjammers 1, so I never dreamt of the sequel, but <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, I'll t- maybe, maybe when you play the game, Sean, you'll be like, holy shit, I did dream of this game, and I didn't even know it because I never played it. <laughs> um, you have Death Door, big get for Game Pass. Uh, game of the Year contender. Many people thought it was Game of the Year. Um, I will say that the... Uh, the Dads After Dark crew wasn't like down on it, but they they didn't they didn't seem to be as 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 high on it as as I thought maybe they would. Um, a dark mystery to unravel, track down and defeat uh, colossal tyrants. I thought it was. I think it's roguelike. Um, I'm fairly certain. I'm gonna look that up. You move on, and I'll yeah. It says it says here is all the ultimate players can play on the mobile devices with touch controls. So uh, yeah. I think they might have actually. This might be quite a good one for touch controls and you sat on the sofa playing. Hey, that's where I do my best gaming. I'm not going to lie. Right on the yeah. sofa. Um, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction comes out on the 20th as well. It has come out today. Um, I'm a little bit excited for this. Um, it's kind of like a, a zombie style. Well, not really zombie styling, but... Um, it's aliens, right? Isn't it aliens? Yeah, that's, that's the word I'm looking for, Aliens. And obviously, Tom Clancy makes great first-person shooter games. Uh, and for this to be a tactical co-op uh, first-person shooter for up to three players, um, you know, I'm looking forward to playing it. 90 different weapons and gadgets, 12 ever-evolving maps, unpredictable enemy mutations, and 13 dynamic mission types. So, you know, they, they're kind of saying that you can play this game and never play it again and, like, play the same style each time you play it. So I'm quite looking forward to giving that a go. Yeah, I will say, um, and I'm, I'm going to be much more up on reviews because I've joined Hambone Johnny's uh, League video game uh, where <laughs> reviews matter a lot. I will say the reviews are a little like meh, you know, not bad, but not great either. So so I will I will say that, that that's been its current its current pacing in the in the reviews world. Uh, but, you know, that doesn't always mean anything. That doesn't mean it's not going to be a fun time. Um, so, for sure. And th- I guess Death Door is just an RPG, not roguelike. My bad. So, I take it all back. Um, the Hitman Trilogy. Man, I'm excited for this. I I, I want to go and play the first one and see if I like it as much as I remember liking it. I had a great time. I remember playing it. I think I played it on easy. And it was a lot of fun. And then I went back and played it on, like, normal mode. And it was way too hard. I was like, I kept, I kept like, making the guards realize that I was there. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. So that's that's what I remember yeah. playing it back in the day. So I'm excited to go in and play it. If you, if you haven't played it, it's a stealthy style game. You get a, It's almost really like a puzzler, to be honest. Like, you get a mission, you enter this mini sandbox environment, and you just kind of have to figure out how to get to the person you need to kill. And it's, that doesn't sound like a puzzle game, but it really is. Because it's like, well, I need to take out this person and put them here. And then I need to hide over in this little nook so that guy doesn't see me. And it's really just kind of like a puzzler of how do I get to the person that I need to kill and get them taken care of. So I'm uh, I'm excited to... I'll probably stream some of that. Yeah. Um, I, Hitman, I don't know. I, I've watched my friend who does uh, quite a bit of streaming, Super King Andy. Um, I've watched, I watched him do a bit of Hitman. 
and I've watched his Hitman videos on YouTube. And you can have a lot of fun with it. You, you can take people out with a fish. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, th- th- there's a comical aspect to it as well. With oh, a huge comical game. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, here's, like here's a point that I absolutely love in Hitman. So, like, they have obviously programmed the guys to have a moment where they're, like, once you cross a line, they get super pissed. So, like... You know, you're walking up to them, say you're just like 10 paces away from them, and they're like, hey, chap, how you doing? Nice to see you. But the moment you get nine paces away, they're like, what the fuck? Get away from me or I'm going to kill you. And you're like, wow, that's a <laughs> that's a large acceleration in anger there, pal. I mean, like, I just took one step. And he just like, it's like, like totally changes. All, they all pull their weapons out and everything. It's just, it's like not real world at all, but it's pretty funny. Oh. And then the last game, in this list, which is coming out January 27th, is Deiko no Tatsujin. Tatsujin. I don't know. I, I wish I'd pick easier games to kind of talk about. Um, this is a, a rhythm game. So I, if you play it on the controller, it's just a tap and smash kind of rhythm game um, to along 70 different songs. Uh, I've not seen any video preview of it. I like rhythm games, hence why I play Beat Saber. But... Um, yeah, I probably might. depending on what the songs are, I could give this a miss. But it is a multiplayer mode, and you can do online ra- online ranked matches as well. Um, yeah, that sounds that sounds great. And I'm just glad I did not, um, I did not get that game uh, to have to <laughs> pronounce because it sounds pretty bad. Um, Stalker Two, uh, what's on the horizon? Stalker Two has been delayed until December 2022, so it got a eight month delay. I feel like that's just something you got to do. You know, I just feel like games have to get their 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 delay. It's just a thing that they do. Um, we have some questions. We'll hit those up because Sean has kids that he has to pick up. Otherwise, they'll be trapped at school for the rest of their lives. And we don't want that. Um, the bye-bye mode has not changed, uh, I don't think. Maybe maybe Xbox has gotten some new games and we haven't gotten out to it yet. But uh, there's not much new stuff there. So uh, I will let Sean wrap us up. Yeah. Um, you'll, if you follow us on Twitter, you'll have already seen that we've retweet, retweeted that we'll be joining the Nintendo that's tonight on their show, which is why we're recording and and going live earlier today than normal um, is to allow myself to go to bed earlier tonight so I can wake up at three o'clock in the morning and try and make some sense of what I'm doing with my life there. You're a trooper, so, man. You're a trooper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's my last day off as well tomorrow. So yeah, I'll be really tired. Um, but yeah, that's it for us in this episode. As always, socials are at Game Pass News. That's Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Um, if you are listening to us via your podcasting service and you've got the ability to give us some feedback, please do so. It helps us beat the algorithm and get noticed and higher up. Um, if you want to message in and tell us anything, if you send us an email at gamepassnewscast at gmail.com, uh, you can reach out to us there. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Nintendo Dads. And for a little as dollar a month, you can join in on the Discord, which is where we can talk to you directly. We're, one of us is always available if you want to ask a question. Or if you just want to chat with a lot of like-minded dads that like to play a lot of video games, it's a great place to hang out. Uh, thanks very much for Hambo and Johnny being in the live chat in today's show. And until next time, see you later. See you later, guys. <laughs>